Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, The Deep Dive, featuring your esteemed hosts, Andy Monitor and Drew Dinzik, powered by Betsperts. Oh, welcome to The Deep Dive. Oh, oh. Word, up, word up, word up. I thought I was How having doing, a stroke man? there, Drew. Why? Because the, you were playing the music. But if you see in the comments, I went to respond to Gerald here on his big win. Yeah. So I had YouTube open. Well, YouTube is like <laughs> four seconds behind. So the music was playing twice, but like overlapping. And it was really disorienting. I'm like, no, I've, I done, that. I've done that. Am too. I in purgatory? Yeah. So, uh, I actually ooh. keep my YouTube tab muted just to avoid that. If I ooh. ever have to go there to share a, share a pod or whatever. Did not, um, yeah, did not care for that. Yes, let's start out with Jared's commentary because I wanted this to be a happy celebratory podcast as I think a lot of people did with the NFL season ending and, and Kansas City Chiefs being champions. But uh, the um, the mass shooting in Kansas City today absolutely sucks. And our, uh, you know, our, our attention should in some way yeah. be kind of shined towards fixing this problem. Um, I don't no, know. It's, just, you, it's just a fucking bummer, even going and like reading replies oh, and comments. Like, some people yeah. had some good posts about it today with some ideas, and you read the comments, and it's just like, well, that's, you know, uh, you know, someone has a good idea for like a positive gun control idea. And nine people in the comments are just like, this is why that won't work. This is why that won't work. Yeah. It's like, hey, guess what? We live in uh, an yeah. imperfect world where nothing is ever going to work perfectly. Yeah. But it's like saying, hey, guess what? Seatbelts will never save everybody. So we should, you know, let's not even try. You know, it, it is, it's some silly specious reasoning, honestly. We should, should probably try something. Um, I mean, there's an Onion article. I don't remember the exact um, headline, but it's basically like, Oh, why does this keep happening to us? Says person in only nation that this regularly occurs in. It's like, yeah. 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 Um, I don't know. Yeah, on a positive note, congrats to yeah. Gerald, who, if you can't see it, if you're listening in the podcast forum, you're not seeing the YouTube comments. He hit the fourth quarter square on his board for five grand. Uh, two and five yeah. is traditionally yeah. a really dead, shitty combination. Dead, like dead square. You, yeah. you get you get two and five, you're going to yeah. You, you might even just throw your board away. You're like, well, fuck, I'm dead. You know that's not gonna that's not gonna pay out. So, congrats to the the low probability of a two five coming through for anyone who had that. Yeah, yeah. Well, and yeah, uh, we hope hopefully hopefully there's no more no more. Fatalities. Yeah, up to, up to two be, yeah. now. I think they said. Good God! Children in the hospital with gunshot wounds. It's uh, just a rough scene. There's a lot. Obviously, it's a it's a nuanced issue with a lot of different uh, things that need to be addressed. Dude, we're not. I gotta be honest with you, man. Being at the Mandalay Bay in Vegas, like that shit was very present last week. <laughs> Every, you know, like going up the elevator, and you're like, oh, this was uh, where the guy oh, shot yeah. uh, shot up the country music festival and uh and the security uh for everything on media row was like really heavy duty like they did a very good job of keeping everybody feeling like they were safe and comfortable but it yeah, was did you did you have to fill out the fbi shit oh sure for sure i yeah, uh, we got vetted yeah big time so i i just i was on the nfl site the other day to apply for credentials to the um combine 
And mm. I you know, I see that like, oh, if, if you're, you know, certain events, it's like you got to do an FBI background check to do this. Oh, yeah. I mean, joking, is, the joke would be that there was definitely some people that were on Radio Row that <laughs> I'm surprised made it through that. Oh, yeah, they were. <laughs> they definitely were. Um, and I honestly like my mood. I'm not in a great mood to talk about football anyway, because I, I didn't like lose my ass on the championship game, but um, I didn't do well. And yeah. if the game had just ended 1916, like, oh, buddy, we would have finished. We would have finished on a very high note for the season. Uh, but it was not to be as the third and fourth, you know, third and fourth conversion, which, God damn, I don't know why Shanahan didn't take a timeout. I haven't watched now the replays of what it looked like what the all 22 looked like, what he was saying on the sidelines. Like I know the two minute warning just happened, but just call a timeout, man. <laughs> like you guys yeah. were ready to snap that ball. And that was the most important play of the game by far, because if they convert that, it's yeah, over. It was. The game is over effectively. And if they, and by not converting it, it was, um, uh, you know, that was, that was, uh, the gave, gave, put, you gave, you know, put, put the uh, air under the uh, chief swings. Yeah. My, uh, Obviously, feeling good because my only actual position, I did play some Chiefs because mm -hmm. I have the weird thing where if I write about it or talk about it, I have to bet it a little at least. Mm -hmm. And in the newsletter, I said, you know, hey, it's a Super Bowl. I'm going to pick a side at a total. So I went under in Chiefs. So I played some Chiefs, but my, you know, my position that I talked about most of the week with anybody, Super Stream, Pozzola Stream on here, I said I did like the under. So I had some under 47 and a half. It, it, Drifted away from me towards the end of the uh, uh, to the end of the market. There was a little oversteam. There were some forty eights uh, over the weekend. Juicy forty eights. It's not like it moved a ton, but I, either way, it's not one of those where it's like, oh, I don't feel good because this is moving against me. It's it's the Super Bowl market. Honestly, it's it moves a little funny. So the fact that I was able to get a under home in a multi-score overtime game yeah. where they're both teams scored in overtime. Thank goodness. Um, thank goodness we don't kick those extra points anymore. That would have been very, very painful for a lot of people or a, you know, an amazing win for some, I guess you got to look at it through both sides of the lens, but it was nice to get that home. It was, uh, I know in the Saturday newsletter, I put orange was my guess, but then like two hours later, three different people, <laughs> like, Hey, chiefs, well, are purple. Purple. chiefs purple. And I mean, mm -hmm. at some books it did get beat, beat up to, you know, minus money. Honestly, it went past the 50% mark. Yeah, uh, but I did find some spots to get down some some okay bets at like two to one on purple. So I, I mean, if you really believe that info, and I did because it was from a few decent sources, getting two to one on the Chiefs is obviously a, yeah, a nice little, I, nice little way to add some equity to that. I'll be totally candid with you. There's nowhere I can bet any of that novelty shit anymore. It's, like I, it's I, I, I don't so do hard. I don't do the runaround with the. Uh, paperheads and the agents and that at all yeah it's basically like, like if you want to bet props <laughs> yeah it, it, it has become exhausting if you want to bet props yeah. you have to be going out and shaking the trees talking to people hey where'd you get your ace account yeah you know will yeah. you vouch for me hey do you have any you yeah. know yeah, and you got to do it long before the Super Bowl. <laughs> you can't yeah, just. No, it's, it's yeah, you're not going to spin those up. Yeah, you're not going to spin those up and get paid on that shit. <laughs> like yeah, that. No, nobody. Happen. Yeah, nobody's gonna be like, oh, yeah. I signed this guy up and he killed me on props for the Super Bowl. I'd be happy to pay this. Guy. Oh yeah, what kind of props? Oh, you know, the oh, anthem and the halftime all, song yeah, all, and all the, the no shit. 
Oh, well, that's uh, definitely so you get a bet the a... coin toss to just throw him a bone. But <laughs> no, it, it is. It has become unreal. incredibly difficult. Uh, gone are the days of. I mean, five dimes was taken. I believe it was at least two fifty a pop on the anthem, and they used to hang four alt lines. So you know, let's yeah. say it was Gladys up in Detroit. Yeah. Whatever hers were, it was a minute ten. Um, they would they would hang a minute ten, a minute twelve, a minute fourteen, mm-hmm. a minute sixteen, and a minute eighteen, like all four of those, and they were all full, you know, limit, not not like ten grand or anything, but you could sure. bet two fifty on all of them. So if yeah. you had a good source, you could just pop five of those. The last one would be like plus two fifty, and start you know, up, you, start out like twenty five hundred dead. Not yeah, not, you, not you, were, you were you were in a very good sh- a very good spot yeah. there. So. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, R.I.P. Tony Book, all the insane stuff that, that we used to get there. And a bookmaker has pivoted away from offering any of that. So and that's where I do 99% of my action nowadays anyway. So um, um, it is yeah, what it is. My big hope is that we still see decent liquid markets come July yeah. when our eyes turn to Paris. You want some more uh, belly aching? Some more, yes. uh, some more, that's cause again, like I'm, I'm in a pretty bad mood. Like I'm, I have a lot of fucking work to catch up on. Oh, I've yeah. been working my ass off. I'm not in vacation anymore. I'm not, uh, I'm not doing media in Vegas anymore. I'm not going, you know, I'm not fucking off in Vegas. I'm actually trying to work. Um, I don't have anything planned until March where we're going skiing. So, uh, it's like going to be, it's going to be a long time till I get uh, a little more R and R I guess. But, um, the, uh, and it's cold here. It's like 50 degrees in LA, which is nasty. Um, but the real belly I want to do is like Bitcoin couldn't have waited like, I don't know, three days to turbo fucking pump. Like yeah. I, funny timing. Yeah, fuck this. <laughs> like, god damn it. Like, I wanted to get my freaking role into Bitcoin as soon as the Super Bowl was over. And now I'm effectively playing and paying a premium to do that. And I am pissed about it, man. Like, god damn. This is like a good 20% haircut. It kind of makes you want to look back at the historic market the last five years and see what it did around the Super Bowl and wow. see if you would be better off not betting the game and just putting it in the if it takes this early jump right away. <laughs> I would have been this year by by, cur- by a lot yeah. of money. Like this yeah, I'm sucks. curious. It's it's worth looking. Oh, I man. did I did want to segue kind of first topic here. I want to segue off that uh, just the the timeouts. It's not the same because the third and four is you know the different other sure. side of the ball. But the firing of Steve Wilkes sure. by uh, Shanny today. Eh, it was I didn't love his it, work. It, at first, I was like, ah, right, this seemed obvious. Like, this was obvious. This was such an obvious move. But the more I looked at it, like, defensive coordinators get fired when the defense is bad. Like, hey, sure. we've had a bad de- – hey, you're Joe Barry. Guess what? Yeah. The defense has stunk for three years. It's under been underperforming. This was weird. Um, and I understand it. It's still to a certain point. But this is a middle-of-the-pack defense by all accounts. Like, any any sure. stat you look at, DVO, APA, whatever you want to look at, it was kind of just in the middle of the pack. It wasn't a bad defense. So maybe it was yeah, relative yeah, yeah, yeah. to the, they underperformed you know, the, their the talent. salad days of they underperformed Salah and – I mean, but Salah and Demeco, it's, it's, it's a tough act to follow. They didn't give him a lot. You know, they just gave him the one year. He suffered the Hafunga injury. They, you know, they underperformed a little up front, but um, – the more I well, thought the, under, about it, the underperforming up front and 
at the linebacker level, I think is what is why this yeah. was such a. Fun, it's just I don't, crazy how quick they yeah. pulled the plug. It was one one year. Yeah, but at the same time, like, I mean, I you know people are. I think people. You know, pe- and actually, this is like just a broad commentary. There's a lot of reactionary post Super Bowl stuff that is like, let's let's find some who who gets the blame. You know, we got to blame someone. And it's tough to blame Wilkes for that performance because the defense was pretty damn good on Sunday. They were especially good in the red zone on Sunday. Um, they forced two turnovers and uh, they came up with some good key pressures. But they did what every defense who faces Mahomes in the high leverage moments did, which is capitulate. Late, yeah. And um, and I, I don't think you hang that on Wilkes necessarily. But there was moments, obviously, late where where uh, Shanahan wasn't happy with what Wilkes was calling. You know, the weird timeout usage in overtime, and and just in general having his guys kind of not really prepared for the Mahomes scrambling and, you know, maybe some other small stuff around the edges. But the, I, I would say that that's, there's pretty clearly, like, not a great working relationship between Shanahan and Wilkes. And this, this reflects a longer, uh, you know, kind of internal strife between those two. And so if he wants, you know, Shanahan wants to move on or find somebody else who kind of has his more more of his vision or passion or just in general and thinks that the, you know, the vets in the locker room needed another voice, then they got to change change course. We heard middle season, like the, the vets in there, Warner yeah. and those guys didn't like what Wilkes was doing, and there was like a huge disconnect. And he was up in the booth, then you know, and, and the guys down in the field didn't really love what he was calling, and like, and he had to move down to the field to kind of build a relationship. And like, yeah, that that's that's like that's not good. And like, if you don't have a, a if you don't have the support of the locker room full of vets, then you're screwed. Uh, no, and if you don't have just, the support of your boss, the head coach, then you're screwed. And so he was screwed. He was a dead man walking. You want to move on? Who fucking cares? Like that the end. The end um, point is fair, which is the Niners' defense underperformed their talent this year, being a middle of the pack unit. Yeah. My my only other point, and besides the obvious, is like, hey, nobody ever gets a chance anymore. Like, and yeah, if the relationships weren't good between him and the players and him and the other coaches, especially Shanny, obviously that factors into it huge, but. It is crazy how quickly we're able to move on, especially from it's like, hey, this wasn't a bad defense. This was a defense that maybe would have gone into the fourth quarter without allowing a Chiefs touchdown if it weren't for that punt yeah. being muffed. I mean, yeah. it was kind of having a decent game. I don't know if I can fully blame him for anything, but the, the biggest part is, and this is victim of your own success stuff, but he's at a huge disadvantage to get a job now. He's going to have to catch on as like a linebackers coach or something because, you know, the DC spots are full. And then the 49ers now have to figure out, are we, you know, where were we going with this? Because most of the coordinator, you know, musical chairs has kind of settled down at this point. Are you bringing in fucking Rex Ryan? Yeah, I know. But like, shit ain't happening. Yeah, but like you think, I don't know, you think, the, you think that whoever they hire, good or bad, is going to change your number for them next year? Probably not. No, and that, that that's an interesting point. I kind of want to flip over to that. I've seen some people. This is something I, I hate and love at the same time. I love seeing people talk about it because I love the, the juice around this league. I love how excited people are to bet on a team to win a game that's 364 days away because people are putting in Super Bowl futures like that day. It's fucking wild. It's, it bothers me because it's such a long time to tie up some money. Yeah. But I mean, if you, if you think that, if you think that number is only going one way, 
I guess I don't hate it if you if you set aside part of your bankroll for that sort of thing anyway. But it's funny, some some people are really keen. I think I've seen four different posts about like the Browns. Hey, the Browns, and this is on my list of things to do next week. But man, we've seen this time and time again where the teams with great defenses last year just they seem to find their way to the middle of the pack the next year. I can uh, that really worries me about Cleveland because yeah. we, we didn't we didn't really see like you know Watson started to come around before he eventually had to pull out completely with the injury, but a great defense rarely repeats. It feels like anymore, whether it's injury attrition, just free agency, you know that people you know offensive coordinators figuring out things about your defensive scheme. So, like, I, I kind of sat and thought about Cleveland for quite a while and really did scare me off a little. I, I mean, I think I yeah, I need to do a broader reflection on the quarterbacks they got to face this year and whether there's going to be an uptick in quarterback quality next year. Uh, they were a little bit lucky on the health front because Garrett didn't miss any time, I don't think, even with that shoulder injury that was pretty serious. Yeah, he uh, Denzel Ward missed day. a decent amount of yeah. time. Um, they don't lose their D coordinator. If shorts had gotten hired away, maybe I'd be a little more, oh, well, year over year defense isn't going to be sticky kind of a It's mindset, worth looking but... at too, though. Schwartz has a big enough sample as a coordinator. That's true. You can maybe it's, see, you'll it's be, good to look you at his second, third year. If, yeah. if there's, if there's improvement or regression, uh, that will be very interesting. Just giving you guys homework. This is fun stuff to dig into if you're, yeah, if there's you, a lot of, you don't want to get into that. the draft quite yet. Yeah, I, I can't imagine placing a future of her next year for Super Bowl right now for any reason at all. If 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 I got matched and and got to settle in Bitcoin, maybe then I would consider it. But the idea of locking up US dollars for the next three hundred sixty five days I, is fundamentally absurd. I <laughs> joked around crazy. about this. Uh, I tweeted about this. I said, "What if, what if Mike Evans, you know, is able sure. to sign with Kansas City?" Sure. <laughs> Three to one might be laughable at that point. Yeah. I mean, Kansas City is giving you a lot of signal, though, that they don't really give a shit in the months of September, October, November. Like they're in Patriots dynasty territory yeah. now where they can Maybe use they the first four weeks later. of the season yeah. as as extended preseason. So they don't need to flip the switch until January now. <laughs> Apparently that they they keep learning that they can wait even longer to flip the switch, which means there's really no emergency whatsoever. In fact, I bet you I don't have these numbers in front of me, but I bet you the longest price you could have gotten on the Chiefs was probably on the eve of the playoffs <laughs> for the title because they had to go through Buffalo and the and, and they it was known that they had to go through Buffalo and uh uh and yeah. Baltimore. And in fact, if you did a the, rollover, the rollover, you did a rollover, like Miami, Buffalo, one. Baltimore, San Francisco, you would, yeah, you oh, would. Yeah. So if you locked up future money on the Chiefs this time last year, well, my goodness gracious, did you fail basic economy? Yeah, <laughs> so, and, and that's the yeah. tough part too. Is that it, it's tough to see? You know, obviously injuries happen. It's impossible to predict which quarterbacks will. We know like three or four good starting quarterbacks will probably miss a big chunk of the year. It just happens. It's impossible to figure out which ones, but um, you know, Baltimore should be a good team still. Because they, they kind of did it on, you know, I, I joked somewhat about what Kansas City did, not having a true wide receiver one. 
basically turning a rookie into like, wow, this is the best of the bunch. We'll use him more. Like it's like when you go to that video game that you beat and put it on expert mode and try to beat it again. That's kind of what the Chiefs did. Like, hey, what if we did it without wide receivers this year? Yeah, wouldn't that um, wouldn't that be funny? But the, you know that like kind of you know Baltimore Baltimore got a lot out of some wide receivers. I weren't sure they were gonna. If Burrow plays the whole year, that's a good team. You know, I just shit on them, but the Browns still could be a good team. Mm-hmm. Miami still has an explosive offense. Buffalo can still come around. Like. It is it is awful hard to just lay a price on any of the AFC teams. Yeah. Again, three hundred and sixty days out. Yeah. Okay. So a couple of thoughts here. Um, I have two questions for it. Well, like three game Super Bowl related questions. The most three most interesting things I think to talk about coming out of the Super Bowl. It's not legacy of Mahomes or Andy Reid. It's not will Shannon ever get over. Blah 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 blah. Um, there are kind of three major things that I'm curious your opinion on, and then. Uh, uh, we can move on to other kind of process-related thoughts about the way that the 2023 season went and what else, we, you know, what how we need to sharpen things and, you know, what what worked, what didn't, blah, blah, blah. Uh, so let's let's take these three for the big game. And, and if you have any others you want to bring up, by all means. Sure. But the first one is, um, you know, did you – this is a softball, but uh, did you feel like the missed extra point influenced things positively or negatively for the 49ers in the moment? Man, somebody somebody tweeted it. I thought about it right away. Yeah. And I wrote about it a little. It felt like it was almost a boon in the moment. Yeah. Because there was about seven minutes left. And you'd just seen, you know, you'd just seen it. I believe the drive that that was scored on was basically like, hey, everybody got involved. Yeah. Like McCaffrey got involved. He'd been running. And the Chiefs pretty, defense looked a little gassed. Yeah. Like I, I think I think there was like five different receivers that caught a pass, plus McCaffrey was looking good. It didn't feel like, hey, we're gonna be able to slow this team down and you know and get the ball back down one score again. Like if they'd have been down by four with seven minutes left, once they get down there. I really think Andy's playing with four downs to try to score a touchdown. Of course, the fact aggressiveness that was, goes right goes yeah, up immediately. It, it, yeah. It's it's a similar conversation we've had about the second drive in overtime. Like yeah. the, the calculus changes a lot based. Yeah, on, we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah, well, we we'll get. There. I'm sure we're going to get to that one. Yeah. But the the calculus changes so much because you know, you know, I, I can't kick a field goal here to make a one score game a one score game. They might just go down and score a touchdown. They might even go for two. I sure. don't know. If she, I don't know if Shani would actually do that, but to go up by nine, uh, it's, it's a death knell at that point, and it definitely changed how Andy had to call that drive, being up by yeah. th- or being down by three rather than and, four. So. And it kind of took a little bit of the aggressiveness out of their sales. Mm-hmm. Right? They went for the. So it, yeah, it's weird how it, it probably yeah. helped San Francisco to yeah. force overtime at that point. Yeah, and uh, okay, that that was by the way before Kansas City got an answer field goal. Mm-hmm. But on that answer field goal drive, they were very – it didn't really feel like they had kind of ramped up aggressiveness yet. They didn't feel like their backs were against the wall yet. Down four, I think you are a little bit more yeah. likely to get some aggressive play calling there. Uh, so I think that could have cut both ways you know, in favor of the Niners ultimately. Um, the uh, the third and cool. four we talked about I thought was the most consequential play of the game. This is interesting for DC. Oh, Staley for uh, DC in, in place of uh, – he might be one of those guys. I but just quick aside, I love the Zimmer hiring. <laughs> I think Zimmer is a genius when it comes to putting a defense together. 
It was just a bad head coach because nobody likes it. Like you, you can't be Belichick and not have any of the success. You can't just be a, yeah. a grumpy snot rocket piece of shit. Like, yeah. But I think he can run a good defense. So yeah. Okay. Uh, where, where, so, all right. Where were you going? Sec- second question is a combination question. There's been a lot of ink spilled on this already, and there's some people that are, d- d- you know, very steadfast. It's fifty-fifty, and some that are very sure it was one way or the other on what to do about winning the coin toss in overtime. Um, I have a specific opinion on this, which is that. If you are Shanahan and you elect to take the ball, you better have a more aggressive game plan for that drive than what you did. I think we're of the same mind here. Okay. I The more I've thought about it, I don't think there is a definitive, like, it's not like 60-40, you should take the ball or you should not take the ball. I think it's a lot closer to a 50-50 proposition, I haven't gone and simmed anything out, and I haven't seen anyone who put really good numbers yet to. But a, a big part of the calculus of the game theory of that is, you know, it's like prisoner's dilemma. You don't know what yeah. the other guy's going to do. You don't know. And to find out after the fact that yeah. if, they would, if it went touchdown, touchdown, Andy was planning on going for two on the second one to avoid the giving you the ball back with sudden death. Sure. Um, sure. That was interesting. But hey, like, that's I, you know, I, I, agree, I don't I agree for sure. It's, I honestly, but I don't, I don't think I, okay. It's one thing to say it. It's another thing to see someone actually going for two in the, that moment. Right. I cannot, Andy, I Cause Andy had, so Andy had that. It. Andy had a play. He had, he yeah. could have done that at the end of regulation and gone for the, the thunder kill and touchdown. And he elected to kick a field goal with six seconds left. So whatever Andy Reid says he was going to do, I, I call bull. My well, mega and, and, and the, the difference yeah, there so being, we'll, we'll, we would, we'll see it. Yeah. So Go I think the, the difference is like, you know, the going for it at the end or kicking the field goal is, you know, you live to see another day. There is still the overtime, which is, yeah. you know, you were in which a game that was close to the scenario of kicking the XP to tie it seven, seven in overtime, as opposed to going for two. Uh, you you don't know how overtime is going to go. You know, you you could have the choice between the ball or not, and you could, and you know, like you said, he had people breaking that down. He must have thought he had an advantage in overtime, I believe. Hmm. Whereas, you know, if it went touchdown for the Niners and then touchdown, he must have had you know more confidence in the two point conversion than he did for a defense that played. 70 minutes or you know been out there for all obviously half of that because of you know they don't play when they're on offense but a defense has been out there for almost five quarters stopping cmc from getting them within you know field goal range at that point which i think that checks out i think you have a good enough play in the hopper that's probably 65 70 percent and i don't think stopping the 49ers from getting within field goal range is anywhere near that percentage Okay. So I, I, I don't I don't hate that. And again, back to the first thing you said, I agree. I agree. Um, with the the aggressiveness part and what I would that's where I was going. It says I don't think it's so cut and dried. You should take the ball. You should kick the ball. But you got to have a plan. And like you said, if you are taking the ball, you cannot be playing for a field goal. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I honestly 100%. I think. Uh, especially against Mahomes and how that team had looked in the fourth quarter, how that team yeah. had done uh, historically over the last five years in similar positions, a field goal is basically a turnover. Like at that yeah. point, you need to put yourself into yeah. 
we need we will go for fourth and ones instead of kicking this. I know and I know Moody was great that day, but you know that's not predictive. Like he is still kind of spotty overall. I wasn't super excited about trotting him out for some of the long kicks. So yeah. I would have, you know, I would have, I, I, I would have wanted to go for it. Uh, in, I would have wanted to score a touchdown. I'd been a lot more aggressive yeah. on my play calling if I was Shanny. Yeah. And, you know, the, I, I think the fact that it, the the spread was pretty close. Mm-hmm. Who knows how much they taken that into account? Maybe they have their own mm-hmm. power ratings. But, you know, if you're a massive underdog in a playoff yeah. game and you mm-hmm. go to overtime, obviously it, it's way different as well. Yeah, Pat Mahomes is on the other side of the ball. That's true, but you had stopped him in the red zone what four times? Like you, you had had successfully uh, stymied uh, the Chiefs. Uh, they ended up. Let me see what was the no red zone number? Uh, two of six in the red zone, which is so they were one of five in the red zone at that point. You had stopped him four times. Um, real quick. Oh, bless you. Don't know what gave me the sneeze, but excuse me. Um, the uh, the so the on the drive, the Niners' first overtime drive, some of the plays that Shaney was calling and the degree of success they were having, I was like, "Fuck yeah!" Right? Like, obviously, like the penalty got them out of that kind of bogged down. Everybody looked like they were going to puke on their shoes, and the, you know, like they go cut to Brock Purdy's face, and he's like, <laughs> "He looked like he was going to absolutely, you know." Don McNabbit out there uh, and they they got the first down by penalty and then everybody kind of cooled off after that and they had a really really good drive through the middle of the field and I was like okay Shanahan took the ball because he knew he had the goods to get this touchdown and he's you know his defenses stopped Mahomes in the red zone already twice or already four times like all they need is one out of two either stop him from getting the touchdown in the first place or stop the two-point conversion like I get it good deal good good job and then once they were inside the the, the 20 it was like Okay, like now you are very clearly, very clearly in four down territory. Like whatever you're calling on third down has to be to set up fourth down if it doesn't get get the conversion. And on third and four, they go with the really well-called play. It gets blown up. And, you know, as I was watching, I was like, okay, nice. He's doing a little misdirection. He's making them think they're going to pass. This is probably going to be some sort of scramble, uh, you know, just to get them to, you know, see if they can convert. They're at the nine-yard line, for fuck's sake, on third and four. Like, you can't – you're telling me your your offense can't get five yards right there and through two drives? I mean, through two downs? Like, I I really didn't understand why they didn't call a play on third – that was higher likelihood to make the fourth down conversion very gettable and then punch that thing in because that, that taking was the, the field problem. goal at I the think, nine yeah, yard the first line part of the drive was good. Yeah. I think every fucking text and message I fired off as they were out there trotting out the kicker was, well, game's over. Like it's over. You just fucking lost. You just lost because now what you just did, whether you realize it or not, is you have forced the chief's hands hand to four down territory to get a field goal. Right. And it's like the minute you're 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 on, you know you're on your heels you're 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 cooked like best case scenario you stop them at some point and they they elect to kick a field goal which didn't feel all that likely at that point but you know best case scenario you stop them if you go for, you know like it's hindsight polluted like a motherfucker I know this yeah. but like the fact that they had a fourth and one on their first drive in overtime the Chiefs and elected to go for it. And called an amazing play on that on that play. play. Like that, 
they're not calling that play if they, if their season is on the no, line because a non, non-conversion is an automatic loss. Like they're not calling it. And oh, so that, that, yeah, that was like the you literally game. you literally gave them an extra down on every series Are to you, try to get a field goal to tie you. From an evaluation standpoint and try to be a neutral bystander here. Do you think it's better or worse for the problem solving we're trying to do that that fourth and one existed? Let's say the Chiefs had no fourth downs on that drive, and we sure. didn't, and we didn't get to see because doesn't I mean, matter. if that fourth doesn't down matter. would have been closer to midfield, yes, and it would have been marginal, like hey, maybe they do yes. go for this. It's yeah. different, but the fact that I mean, you're right. Mm-hmm. In, in if they had the ball first, deep in their not deep, but deep enough in their territory, they're probably not going for that. No, and at that they're point, at the, they're at the nine at third and four, man. Like literally, literally all, all I'm yeah. saying is on that third down, like scramble run anything like you know get get a little closer or convert on the ground i don't care and this would have been interesting too and so yeah that yeah yeah i would have loved i I, I wasn't absolutely uh, again i i didn't want overtime to keep going because i wanted my under sure wanted a touchdown or a turnover i guess and i really wasn't seeing a turnover no but yeah it, it you wonder and the the message on the screen i posted here would the chiefs had gone for it in field goal range on fourth and short if they would have, yeah, if they would have been closer, Absolutely. if there would have been another fourth down, I, I think, really yes. think they would have. I think yes. If it was because fourth the and fact short, that yes. they were willing to yeah. talk about going for two after a touchdown, I think they would yeah. have been aggressive there as well. I think you gave that you you put them in four down territory the minute you kicked that field goal, and so you've now given your opponent an extra down on every fucking series, which is a disaster. And the alternative was if you don't convert it at the seven yard line, you get stuffed and you don't get the yard you needed. The Chiefs from their own seven, like I think it's more likely that the Chiefs are going to score a touchdown from their 25 with four downs at their back than it is that they're going to score a tying field goal from the or they're going to score the game winning field goal and stuff you from their own nine with three downs. Right. We're saying like, can they move the ball 70 yards with three downs, you know, kind of mentality to kick the game winning field goal versus move the ball. 75 yards. I'd agree, I'd agree that's right? lower. I mean, it still feels it still feels like they were fucked either way. Um, yeah. it really had the same feeling. Like and I hate to bring this, right I hate now. to bring this one up, but the, the Bills game, like once the coin toss was, you know, and that was the old overtime rules. And the once the coin toss happened, you know, like, oh, this game is over at this point. And when they trotted out the kicker, it was the same thing. Like, oh, like the Chiefs are gonna get the ball probably after a touchback. And they're probably going to go down and score at this point. Like how they looked in the fourth quarter, it really, because I tried to just imagine, I'm like, how would I feel if this game ended on a Mahomes turnover or some fumble? I'm like, it would have to be a fumble. I just don't see Pat screwing this up. It yeah. just really, like you said, it, it felt over when they kicked that field goal. Yeah. I think there's enough loss aversion Good game. that, that they, that playing with three downs and trying to go 60 is harder than playing with four downs and trying to go 75. I really do. And it's hard to prove that out, but I no, I think like, it's fair. I mean, it's doable for sure. We can talk about it at off season. We'll do a whole the whole experiment on a couple of things that happened in this game and have some definitive math answers and uncertainty bands around it. Um, okay, the one thing we're not going to be able to sim and have uncertainty bands around and ever really get an answer to. Um, my one takeaway that I was kind of ruining not giving more weight to 
in the run-up to this game was yeah. the experience differential, right? Like, I kind of don't think it's an accident that the Chiefs were, like, completely composed and with it and, you know, very much able to perform at the high leverage moments at the end of this game when the Niners also were tripping over them themselves for the majority of the balance of the first three quarters of this one. The self-inflicted wounds for the Niners were just tough to swallow as a Niners backer for so much of this game. And that's two teams in a row now, or three teams in a row, if you really want to include the Bills, which I don't hate including because of the drops and the missed field goals. But like, yeah. like it is there a boogeyman factor here with the chiefs where other teams are just kind of losing focus and making mistakes and the experience that the chiefs have and the knowledge that they're the champs, like they're just not doing that as often, or is this results-based nonsense? I mean, think back to anything you've done in life, you know, think back to your swimming career. Like the first time mm -hmm. you are in a, a big meet where sure. you, you're like, I have a chance to win this meet. Sure. And like how that felt. And then later in your career, after you'd won some meets, even, you know, I'm thinking yeah. like even high school, like after yeah. you'd won, you, you've got some medals in your chest. Sure. Thinking back, like the, the nerves just aren't there. Like you've done it. Yeah. Uh, of course. It's not like you don't have that thing. What if I go through my whole swimming career and never win a first place medal? Like of course, you don't have that. You don't have that. Yeah. Boy, Shani has that in spades, obviously. And it's so hard to quantify momentum and clutch gene and all these things that we talk about. But I think the, you know, the playing with house money thing has, I mean, there's, there's definitely proven heuristics around this where people, you know, people do find a little more, I don't know, calmness, clarity, whatever you want to call it. The fact that, you know, Andy has rings, Pat has rings, most of the players on this team, maybe some of the first year guys don't, but you know, like the fact that you've done this, you, you don't have this, oh my God, what like the the Dan Campbell quote, what if this is it? What if this is the only chance we ever get to win the biggest, you know, sure. the biggest prize in our industry in my career? Whereas they've all had it, they've all got it done. It doesn't feel like Oh, the pressure's all on this moment. Like it's silly to think about the oh, you know, if we lost, oh well, we have some rings already. But it does weigh on you. Like it, it does factor into, and not only that, like just the preparation around the hoopla, knowing like yeah. going through all the, the two weeks of interviews and bullshit and garbage yeah. talk and yeah. and like you know dealing with the practice schedule in a weird spot. Like you know they're practicing. Uh, one team was practicing at a college. You know, the mm -hmm. fact that you're you're going through a practice schedule in a you know in a different city for that long for just you know the creature of habit thing we talk about where these you know these teams are used to the travel they're used to the grind of the road and then mixing it up like this the fact that you've done it before probably matters so I, I definitely think it's it's not something you can quantify but it certainly has to be one of those bumps you know when you talk about and like I said, I made the number two point one. I was, I was fine with the the pricing, and I still said, you know, I'll probably just take the plus money. I didn't want to be the full, you know, bell curve guy and just say like, you know, the Niners' offense is good in the middle, and then just bet Pat as a dog. But mm -hmm. I think the you know the that factor, the the uncertainty, and just 
taking the underdog in that spot didn't hurt. Mm. So, okay. and obviously, cool. again, again, I like the under a lot better. I just kind of needed a pick at that point. And yeah. I was, I was fine being the guy who finally came around because I certainly bet against the chiefs a couple times this year. Sure. And it didn't work out all that well. Sure. So I so, did not get even on that one. I, I think Mahomes in particular, and because so much of the kind of high leverage stuff goes through the quarterback, oh. it's very fair to assume that there's enough data at this point that Mahomes has kind of the Alex Honnold, uh, it, you know, kind of brain function where he is not afraid of anything. I and gotta find there, is, email there are no endorphins washing over his brain in the moments where he should be scared or he should be concerned. He is very, very, very cool in those moments. Um, I want to, I'm going to find an email here. Chiefs, quick. Yeah. I think, I think I just think I didn't really have any kind of number around the Niners choky factor right as opposed to the chief's clutchy factor like i'm saying like i didn't think that this was going to be a oh surprise cmc is going to fumble and they're going to they're going to bosh a punt return and uh oh they're going to be trent williams is going to be holding like five fumbles hey yeah yeah like oh the, yeah the penalty yeah then you do have to have a little luck because these were two teams that were damn near evenly matched you do have to have a little luck to come through in a game like this but going going back real quick to the to the clutch, to the built different, wired different, brain functions on a different level. Sure. Um, I want to give credit. Tyler Dunn, who writes the one of one of the newsletters I like to read. It's called Go Long. If you want to go look for it. But are you familiar with the whoop? You know, the yes. the wristband that measures your sleep patterns, your heart rate, all that. It's similar to like an oh. Apple Watch, but yeah. I'm gonna read directly from his. It says it's no cliche to say Mahomes plays with the same cool as Jordan referencing some Michael Jordan references he'd made. It's science. He slows everything down to his speed on his time. Back during the 2021 season, the tech company Whoop tracked the quarterback's heart rate. At the apex of the craziest game that season, the divisional playoff win over Buffalo that prompted this overtime change, Mahomes was freakishly calm each time the Chiefs took offense with the season on the line. His heart rate spiked on the sidelines, but once they took over with the ball, it returned to like his normal calm level, which is oh, like when I read that, I'm like, fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> yeah. Like, I, 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 you know, when you're nervous and you like feel a little floaty, yeah. I think I'd probably barf, but it's crazy. The tough, like, so when he would go take the ball, when he'd get back out on the field, get into his, his zone, like, Hey, I'm a quarterback now. I'm not watching his heart rate would just drop to like a normal flow zone. It called it, which is wow. kind of fucking sick. Um, you know what I'm talking about with the Alex Honnold thing, right? You seen Free Solo? Yeah. Well, they that guy, the, and that, that's they, another they, guy. He's just they literally, they way do, different. Well, they do the brain scan on him, and they were like, "Yeah, the part of the brain that 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 where everyone else feels fear is n it, nothing's happening, right? Like that it's 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 not working, right? And that is what allows him to be able to operate so, you know, effectively when." A mistake is death. <laughs> like the human condition is not meant to, uh, you know, to be able to overcome that. And he he does. And I'm sure that Mahomes has some of that same shit. So, all right. Um, just to clear up, uh, Tico was asking well, my point on the end of game stuff from Shanahan and why I was mad was I felt like the correct decision on third and four was to gain yards and then to go for it on fourth down at with inside the ten yard line. And then you are forcing the Chiefs to either drive with three downs per series, 
to get a field goal to win, or you're forcing them, it, it, or if you get the touchdown, then you are forcing them to drive seven, 75 yards with in four down territory, right? Those are the two outcomes there, as opposed to what you did choose, which was you chose, you forced them to go 30 yards with four downs per series. And if they elected to the full 75 with four downs, if they wanted to end the game, like you put the entire, you, yeah, you, 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 you lumped the, you gave them all of the, you know, the, twice. the pads, all There's of the two drives the that it's like, Hey, have, have fourth down. It's on us. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which is very dangerous against a, an incredibly effective offense with an incredibly effective quarterback. So. Yes. Correct. Anyway. Sucks for the was that two? Was that, or do you have a third? What was your no, third? The third one was the is there a boogeyman factor that these teams that haven't haven't achieved, haven't grabbed the ring, are 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 I mean, shooting themselves in the dick. The Ravens did it so obviously. And then the Niners to do it in the first half. Because like like realistically, like you take if the Niners just play a cool normal game in the first half of this one, they're up by like 21 at halftime. This game is fucking over. And I don't understand how it was a seven point margin because of the mistakes that they made. How and, good? Ah, God, it's how good is your, how good is play by play data in NBA that you could scrape into like R? Impossibly good. Like better, okay. like as good I, as you could I, possibly. Anyone, I, I'd love, I'd love someone who does that, who pulls it to check on this because this is the only analog I can think of is. I wonder what the free throw percentage is. Um, let's say under a minute, under 30 seconds, whatever you want to cut it off as. Shooting a free throw, the, the final free throw of whether it's two, three, whatever, um, to tie the game versus shooting a free throw when you're tied to take okay. a one-point lead. Yeah, I, so I feel like there's a big, there's a huge difference in those two, kind of the, the same sure. way you're talking. And what I, you know, what I said with the Chiefs, hey, we've been there, hey, we got this to fall back on the pressure. The inverse has to be true. I mean, it has to gnaw on you. Again, the same question is, is this our only chance? We've seen it before. Are we Marinoing? Uh, you know, are we ever going to get back? There's so many good teams. It's so hard to do this. You know, it's so hard mm -hmm. to stay healthy, have the ball bounce your way, have the good luck. Beat the best teams in the in the you know in the division. Beat beat the best teams in your conference and get here. Like that surely weighs on you. And I guess Shanny's getting better because I thought he called a really good game up until probably near, you know the end. Mm -hmm. He uh, obviously the the biggest things that happened were some holding calls at really bad spots and a muffed punt that, you know, hit a, hit a guy that was kind of engaged with another player. No. And it, it was, it was a lot of bad luck, honestly. It wasn't Shanny stuff. Okay. But once that bad luck puts you in a bad position late in the game, then he made a couple of blunders. So I mean, he made it further. It's like making it, to the last level of the video game, maybe the next time he sees it through has has the luck on his side because, truthfully, like if they get a good DC in there, it's still it's still a roster that's not going to see the the turnover that's going to keep them down. Like they should probably be in the NFC title game next year. And I know there's some up and comers, and yes, the Packers and the Lions and the Cowboys and the Eagles and uh, even even the Rams and some of these other teams are very good. But yeah, that's the problem. It, it, it's still like this should be the class of the NFC if they, you know, if they want to be. Yeah, I think. So in, I think. In, I think in he gets another shot yeah. the next couple of years. 
I think so too, especially because Purdy is on an amazingly cost-controlled deal. So they do have That's a lot of yeah, yeah. You're paying, you're paying that you're paying like seven hundred a year. And and honestly, like the likelihood that when you get back, you're everybody's a little bit cooler and a little more experienced and a little bit more capable. Like the fact that Purdy did not have a Christmas, you know, a Black Christmas shit show in this one is good was, <laughs> for them yeah, having the chance to get heartening. Back it was heartening, right? Her, her, um, Purdy, you, Purdy played pretty well. Build, yeah, you can build on this. Purdy was pretty good. Uh, you can build on this. Um, who do you think would have been the Niners MVP if they won that game? God, it, and I hate I hate to even say this because I know some of you motherfuckers had some big tickets on it. Join. Jawan Jennings probably, probably right. had a shot. He had a passing and a receiving touchdown. That's that's kind of crazy. The fact that he had some big catches late, like it, it feels like it would have been really if they released the voting on that, it would have been close between the three of them. Because some people definitely would have given it to CMC, maybe as a body of work kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And Purdy gets votes because he's a quarterback, but it's uh. Yeah, Jennings would have drawn some votes, but honestly, in the end, it feels like Purdy didn't have. Did he have a touchdown pass? Yes, he did. Two yeah, he did have Jennings. the one. Two he Jennings. Had the one, he had yeah. the one to Jennings, and then Jennings yeah. threw the other one. I was trying to think if that was a run or not, but uh, yeah, Purdy didn't have like the stat line, I guess. So I think it would have been CMC. And that's CMC more of a, a, he as much as you're not supposed eight, to. Yeah, shit, man. He had eight catches for 80 yards plus 80 on the ground and a touchdown. Yeah. So it says uh, there's a 160 yard effort out of him and a touchdown. You're supposed to play, you know, you're supposed to base it on the game, but that's such a like, holy shit, this guy was so important for this team all year. And yeah. Let's give him this. Yeah. Okay. Uh, any final closing thoughts on the Super Bowl or uh, anything else takeaway wise that you would do differently next year? Or you would do differently if you had a redo on uh, this year? I finally did watch the halftime show. Why? <laughs> so, uh, I just wanted to see. Um, you just wanted to know. So it was okay. Yeah. Uh, Ludacris was good. Yeah. Did you I track down my Starlight Express reference and see how absurd the Andrew Lloyd Webber musical about something? the men on skates who were trains was? Do you want to hear something <laughs> fucked up? You saw that? You saw it? No. Oh. But my wife and I were sitting uh, in the TV room yesterday. I couldn't like a you're too tired to start a movie it's too late she can't make it past fucking nine she's old as shit Mm -hmm. um so i said do you want to watch a tv show and we weren't currently watching anything so i popped on like netflix hulu whatever it was said "Ooh, what about a better call saul rewatch because that's a really really good show so we watched the first episode of better call saul and if anyone remembers he is on his phone he turns the car and these two skateboarding brothers one of them jumps in front of the car, unbeknownst to you as you're watching, to try to scam him. But he's a scammer himself. Don't bullshit a bullshitter. He catches on right away, and he calls him out on their acting, and he he references Starlight Express in that little monologue. He's like, "You almost had me." Like I'm like, "How is this? How is this coming?" It's the shit always happens. It's such a weird deal. But like, so like two days later, there's another Starlight Express around. No coincidence. So I was on the Wikipedia yeah. page. No coincidences. Um, fucking weird. It's weird. <laughs> it was so. And now I do, I do kind yeah. of remember what it. Yeah, it's a roller skating musical okay. from the '80s, man. Really, um, really good show. Obviously. Okay. Uh, the uh, season reflections. Anything m- macro that you're especially inclined to improve upon your process for next year? I'd say one of my, and again, 
I, like I did with the Bills, bringing up the Bills game, try not to like dog on you. But something I did like six times throughout the season was avoid betting on comeback player of the year. Oh, sure. Like as I wrote about it, I'm like, sure. You know what? Fuck this award. I'm not getting involved. And yeah, well, I, I didn't really. Is that coming? Pre, no. God, no. I really, I really thought it was because we, we passed out ballots to everybody in the Discord. We're gonna mm-hmm. do a better job. Do it after the season rather than after the championship games next year. But it was really close, and I'm like, man, just with the. It's funny because I was thinking about it with the ranked choice voting. Our voting was really close with Baker almost taking it. And I'm mm. like, you know what? If Baker gets like every single second place vote, some, you know, like five, six, seven first place votes and all the rest of them, it would have been interesting. Like, can he steal this? And then they give it to fucking Flacco. Like, what are we doing? Like a week ago, he went on national TV and said, like, yeah, I don't think I should win that award. What did I do? five games. Like he, he comes out and just says, "What did I do?" It, it was it was pretty crazy. I felt bad for GRP because he took such a path. But again, I think there's a very good case for just never betting that award because it's been established for 24 straight months. We don't really have a fucking clue what these voters are actually voting on, and they can you know flip the switch. Um, other other takeaways from award markets was. Um, the MVP very market, very two lucky. years, yeah. two years in a row, the MVP market has like flipped on its head with like four weeks to go. Yeah. Something to kind of watch as far as like, is there a longer number on somebody who has a big leverage game? Yeah. Because and, Lamar yeah. a couple weeks before that was going to be what 16, 18 to one. Yeah. He I'm was kinda, 10, he was 10 to one at Circa and they were taking 10 K bets before that Niners game. Uh, the week before sure yeah. Yeah, there i mean a couple weeks back i know I, it was one of those where i looked at it did not bet it but it was like 20 to one yeah it it's, was it's the, in yeah, one mid, of the newsletters it like was what a, mid-season, it was a big old number yeah but that, yeah. it was a big number before hertz and mahomes kind of fell out of the picture right yeah. hertz was the heavy favorite at one point he fell out of the picture and then two years in a row yeah, and then uh, Mahomes fell out of the picture, and then it was it was down to like Purdy, and if something happens to Purdy, well, once Purdy slayed Dak, then it was like okay, now this can happen. Now Mahomes can now uh, now now Lamar can steal it from Purdy. It had to be I, in that order, right? Yeah, Purdy think, slayed Dak, and then yeah. and then and then uh, <laughs> Dak, Lamar Dak could do was it. A, Dak was yeah. a thing for a hot minute. Yeah. Um, when it comes to rookie of the year. I think you can bridge jump slash um, kind of chase steam if it's a quarterback. Like, sure. hey, it's a wide receiver who had like three good weeks in a row, and now he's the second favorite. You don't want to bet that bad number. Hey, it's a quarterback who is getting better every week, and now he's even money. Maybe put a maybe put a fucking bundle on that because <laughs> we love we love to give quarterbacks awards. Like thinking back to when C.J. Stroud was like even money for that award, it's like yeah. Uh, you know, uh, just go back, watch some tape. Do you believe in this kid or not? If you do, fucking put a bundle on that because um, a, a quarterback is, you know, always going to get the benefit of the doubt in those kind of award markets. The only one I did hit, I bet uh, offensive player of the year, I bet CMC, Tyreek Hill, and Jalen Hurts preseason. I think CMC was 15. 
didn't nice. make up for some of the other rookie of the year bets I made, but mm. it's uh it's it was one of those where Jefferson was in the conversation for a little bit. I wasn't happy he got hurt, but I was just looking at that. I'm like, this motherfucker repeats because you know, four weeks in it was a three man race. That was it. It was yeah. those three. And I'm like, yeah. man, I have two of these tickets and this is not gonna feel good thinking ahead 20 weeks. Uh obviously I had the you know, one of the winners. CD Lamb though. CD Lamb kind of came on strong. I want to go back and look at like uh, uh, a bit of the historical markets and see about guys like that who he caught steam at the end of the year before. Yeah, the problem is it's. Uh... Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. You the know, problem, like CD C- 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 Lamb got into the conversation, yeah. not enough to really be a threat. Yeah. But where he's at next year. Yeah, they. I think this offensive player of the year is pretty clearly crystallized now. You need the. Top re- top receiving and receiving yards wide receiver and the top fantasy scoring running back. Those are the Basically, two guys who yeah. are going to battle it out every year. Yeah, there, so, there's a yeah. there's a pretty decent chance CMC wins it again. Yeah, if sure. if, if it's a similar offense, he and he doesn't get hurt, play 17 games. Yeah, he'll be the top <laughs> scoring. He'll be at least in the final two. Yeah, he'll be you know, hold him up against the hold him up against the you know the premier wide receiver that year and whichever, make it yeah, whichever wide receiver. Uh, the Miles Garrett win for me was a very lucky one in the in the end. You see how clo- and actually we talked we should talk about the closeness of the voting. Like some of these markets closed like they were decided and yeah. DPOY was very fucking close between Watt and uh, and Garrett. Um, I got a ton of Garrett down because somebody kept betting back Parsons uh, like maybe two or three weeks left in the season so I really needed that one badly because I would have taken a double L there if Watts stole and then um, what was was our preseason what was our preseason handicap just 10,000 foot view on Parsons Uh, what were the two points on Parsons the two main points I I honestly don't remember um, it was it was he's going to play on a defense that is yes. considered very good. Yeah. And he's never won it before. Yeah, right. We just yeah. had the wrong Same Garrett. Yeah. yeah, Garrett, Garrett mm-hmm. met those criteria. So I so I'm giving us credit. We uh we nailed that yeah. handicap, just said the wrong name. Yeah. The uh, coach of the year was crazy because they tied and then they broke the tie. Just invented a tie. Invented a tie I, I could not find that anywhere in writing. I could not either. I looked hard for that after the fact because I was like, hmm. Interesting. Uh, but yes, the tie is broken. In hindsight, it's a fine tiebreaker, but there was not clear that there was that there yeah. was gonna be a tiebreaker. It's still just hilarious that those guys ended up with the same total points in ranked choice voting. Uh and yes, if they hadn't introduced ranked choice voting, Demar Hamlin is your comeback player of the year, also insane. I think I think it should have been a tie for the coaches. Because we've had precedent for that where if you have the same amount of votes. Yeah. When we only did one, you know, first place vote, that was it. We've had co MVPs in the past. Yeah. It was I, I'd Manning, been fine. Steve McNair were co MVPs. Yeah. I would have been fine with the just giving it to both 50, guys. 50, of course. Um, all right. Uh, final thought on. Otherwise, why give those, why give those that weight for points if yeah. they don't mean anything? You know, a tie's a tie, uh, baby. One uh, kind of final thought on, uh, and I should have brought this up for in the talk to about the Super Bowl, but like, um, if the NFL wants to go ahead and have the Super Bowl in Las Vegas every year, go for it. Like that place is so perfectly built for that event. It is almost tough to wrap your head around how ideal it is to have that many options for entertainment, 
that many options for food, that that many, you know, so many athletes who are more than happy to go and like be there and like like the 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 number of people that showed up was like you know absolutely ridiculous and um and in general like it's a town that's made for entertaining like that yeah. was an absolute no brainer <laughs> i no get brainer. i get it but at the same time i don't think you have to like sell the super bowl like oh i'm not going no i'm just saying for for everybody who like is like there to help promote the event and make oh, it a sure. big deal like I think like doing it in yeah I mean Miami is obviously is you know warmer and New Orleans more, next year New Orleans is going to be cool as shit I'm not saying they should only have it in Las Vegas I'm just saying it was long oh it should be it should be in the god, rotation where it's like my god you know it, it does seem to do event. this like hey we do Miami we do New Orleans we do California we do hey you built a new stadium you get one sure hey we're back to vegas like yeah it should be there every five years it's such a just such a convenient place to do that event. and i guess you know it falls under yeah. the the umbrella of hey you built a new stadium you get a super bowl yep. even even minnesota got one because they yeah. built a new stadium yeah. and it sucks up here in january and february not this year i believe, it. The only year. <laughs> I believe Still, it i we haven't had snow on the ground for like a month uh, I have to drive an hour and a half to the airport in the morning. We're expected to get like three inches overnight. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> that's, that's how that fucking works. Yeah. Brink says New Orleans, Miami, Vegas, three city rotation. That would be just perfect. Wouldn't hate that. Perfect. I've never perfect. been to the city of New perfect. Orleans. LA is actually not a, a great place for the Super Bowl, ironically, no, because it is so out fucking spread out. Yeah. No, and no one wants to be at that convention center downtown doing Radio Row. Like, get the fuck out of there i've uh, very yeah. much enjoyed visiting los angeles you went to um, a good but, place <laughs> but yeah but <laughs> other than other than the one time we left to go to santa anita for the day mm -hmm. like we didn't leave like a 10 block area you know no doubt we're just like hey we're in manhattan beach and this is where we're staying for three days like we walked down to the shops to the pier and walked the other way to a restaurant and that was kind of it like yeah. that town's the town no offense to your town but los angeles proper kind of sucks because it is so spread out yeah um are there final thoughts on uh yeah, it's, it might as well be in Pacific it might as well Palisades. Be in San where is that? How how long would it take you to drive to Pacific Palisades from long during rush hour? Hour thirty. <laughs> it's like and it's like it's it realistically is the crow flies twenty five miles maybe. I can get to the three M from it's it, so hard. in that amount of time. And it's, it's so like, hard to get. There. It's like from the bottom of the state to the middle. Yeah, Pacific Palisades are beautiful. Obviously, it's like probably the most sought after yeah. speck of land and. Southern California. Yeah, I'm gonna, maybe, I'm gonna make maybe. a point to make it down to New yeah. Orleans. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, next, that's gonna be cool. That would be cool. Um, the uh, final thoughts on the season process. I wouldn't really change much. Uh, I leaned hard into sides this year and away from totals, and I'm very glad I did. Um, I think we caught some macro stuff on totals, though, uh, with the mm -hmm. way it was trending under over the first portion of the season being so effective was that was really fun um i need to completely revamp the way i do player level ratings and composition um because that all the work i all the time i spent in the off season trying to come up with player level stuff i tossed almost all of that after like two weeks because it was just like how in the world did I think this uh, Bengals offensive line is a great example. Like those guys graded great last year uh, by some metrics and not by others. And I kind of leaned in one direction and I was like, God damn it. They suck. Um, yeah. I, I have some thoughts on that. Um, yeah. 
I need. I just need to start over. My it's definitely. I, I, I do think you need player level grades when evaluating stuff, but you also need positional grades, positional group grades sure. that are based that are based on metrics that matter. You know. Yeah, so, and, you know and I mean? like off, offensive line is a very good Pressures example. Of that. And using, time to throw and stuff. Use, like yeah, using you know yeah. clean pocket, uh, time to throw pressure rates, uh, pass pass rush win rates, using that sort of stuff rather than just like grabbing PFF grades or grabbing you know grades from other places and trying to value it. like where does this guy sit relative to a you know a a league average player. I think a lot of it comes down to like how does this group play as a unit? Yeah, be and. And there's some context there because if you took one offensive line and put them on a completely different team and a completely different offense with a completely different quarterback, I think things would obviously change a lot because of sure. how that offense runs. You know, if it's Miami and we're getting the ball out quick, sure. Guess what? Hey, the Miami offensive line might not grade out all that well. Or no vice versa. It doesn't matter because yeah, or, or they're grading so out great because the because there's nothing's happening. Like yeah, like understanding, getting, yeah. Understand, yeah, understanding the correlation why. between all that stuff is yeah. huge. Yeah, no question. I think the I think that's a good offseason yeah. project to start. Yeah. Seeing. Honestly, like if I had to pick two to to you know, let's say I don't have time, Andy, mm-hmm. I can't break down every positional group and stuff. I would start with the offensive line sure. and the defensive secondary. Those Figure out what makes those tick what you think matters, start looking at the data on that, and then go look at secondary coverage, group coverage, individual, you know, pressure, just how often teams are throwing at certain guys, how they're playing, when, you know, when they're in dime nickel. I mean, everyone's in, everyone's in nickel all the time now, but you know what I mean? Like when they're in some of these sub packages, figuring out how these coverage units are playing, because I think a lot of that matters a lot more than some of the other stuff. You know, you go, you go break down how all the tight ends play and how much they matter. I don't know if you'll get nearly as far as if you concentrate on those two. Yeah. A couple of lessons learned. Uh, I had tremendous value marrying EPA and success as opposed to just looking at everything through the EPA per play lens this year. Um, I thought total EPA was also pretty valuable, uh, even more than just looking at a per play basis for certain things. Uh, I thought the, the ability to kind of granularity, you know, get granular on, um, you know, specific, uh, player combinations, you know, quarterback, receiver, quarterback, running back, at EPA per play level was pretty helpful. Um, I'm pivoting away from just sort of blind looking at the, you know, the at Ben Baldwin's great site, running backs don't matter, like very useful for like quick. I need, I need to be able to say something about this team in five seconds. Bang, here you go. In the last four weeks, but bang, right? Like that's useful. But at the same time, like there is so much context lost in those, you know, kind of global snapshots. And so being able to get more granular, I thought was very useful. Then Um, I think there are takeaways from that, though. If you see a team like, hey, they have a very bad EPA per play defensively against the run, but they also have a, the, the opposing team has a low success rate against them. Sure. Yeah. You know, like uh, go back and put some context to that. Are they giving up two really big runs every game? And then in general, most of the other stuff has been low success. You yeah. know, because th- there are some there's some weird context to some of those stats too when you start digging in on that. Um yeah. that, you know, that's that's interesting and it kind of gets it gets me to a spot too where I've started looking. And this was something Rufus had talked about years ago when he was looking at 
um, you know, some of his football stuff and something I thought interesting that he would bring up a lot was just lost EPA on turnovers. Sure. Sure. Because that sort of, that sort of stuff is not going to be, you know, it's not going to continue. It's just not something that, it's luck, honestly. A lot of it, it's, you know, some some of it comes down to, hey, you well, have a shitty yeah. quarterback, and he throws there's, a lot of interceptions. There's two, there's two problems with it, which is it's over, it's overstated. Yeah, because it's and, just small. Because it might be one or two plays a game. Yeah, it's overstated. It is assigned poorly, right? Like if you actually sat down, oh and yeah, saddling a quarterback with a, a pick six. When yeah, like like uh, there were games where it was tip like, ball. Oh, Brock Purdy's worst play in this game was a completed 50-yard pass to Brandon Ayuk that he even fumbled at the goal game. line. Yeah. You know, it's like it's like hey, you can't you can't dock a guy for a you know 50-yard completion. No, that that, the I, I understand. Fumbles. That's like, why I like to look at it that, from a yeah. team. You got to yeah. look at it from a team standpoint. And I mean, the Chiefs being a good example is like just they had a lot of lost EPA to turnovers during the season and sure. they cleaned it up and suddenly they beat three yeah, really penalties too. Yeah. Penalties are not sticky. Turnovers exactly. not sticky once you get to the postseason for sure. For sure. Um, I have, uh, uh, I think that's about all I really had. I, I just really, the hardest work I need to do in the off season is revamp my, uh, my player level stuff. Cause boy, oh boy, was that and this, that was preseason spent a lot of time on that and really just, steered me in some weird directions that were ultimately not very fruitful. I uh, watched a lot of tape this year that I haven't usually, I, I didn't, I, I'm kind of a pretty soft tape guy in general, just because I don't always know what I'm looking at. Uh, and so it's like a little bit wasted time. Um, but there were so many new quarterbacks this year that in order to rate like a guy who made one start, you kind of had to watch the tape and, you know, and, and uh, I, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I would guess this was probably the most, the highest number of different quarterbacks making meaningful number of plays in a given year that we've ever had. Um, and uh, so watching tape was pretty helpful. I'm excited to continue to learn and lean into that. In fact, I might spend yeah, God a good amount of my NFL plus. Yeah. Yeah, it was incredible. It's incredible so nice to be like, hey, here's like three games I didn't bet yesterday. And basically all I caught was a few plays in red zone. Yeah. Like, I need yeah. to watch these to see, like, what the fuck happened in this what game. Because box right. score isn't going to tell you everything. So. Yeah, that was super useful. So, I think, yeah, I think that's good advice for anybody. I actually, I'm, I kind of want to lean. Spend the 80 bucks, get NFL yeah. Plus, and be yeah. able to rewatch. Because they have those half-hour um, yeah. replays. You can you set aside a couple hours. After the yeah. kids go to bed on on Monday night, after the you know after the Monday night game, you can yeah. you can take in two games. You know what I uh, Tuesday catch up a couple more, and suddenly you're you're really caught up on what happened. It's yeah. nice. You, you know what I uh, I did in in part in uh, coming up with the nominations for rewatch of the year. Um, I was kind of thinking about picking when I was picking those games. I was like thinking of homework for the off season. I was like I want to kind of learn how to chart better. Right. And just want to be able to rewatch a couple of those games and with the ability of kind of calling, you know, being able to identify formations, being able to identify, uh, you know, certain aspects visually, uh, because I feel like that would be pretty valuable. And right now I can't do that. So I'm going to learn better. I'm going to learn ball this offseason, Andy. <laughs> no ball. I'm oh, no yeah, ball. I have a, a long list of projects. Um, Obviously, one thing that's a good one to dig into, and I'm going to try to spend a little time, and I'm not the greatest at understanding the nuances of this, but 
there are what 10 teams i i don't have the actual number with new offensive coordinators or new offensive play callers because it is the head coach yeah like understanding the scheme difference that the team's going to come into the i think defense is important too but it's 2x um if these teams are changing offensive schemes how you think that's going to kind of come to fruition with the players they have on that team with the quarterback, most importantly, and maybe the experience of said play caller. So that's going to be some different stuff. Um, somebody's asking, what is the plan for NFL draft content? We'll have some for sure. Um, we'll definitely dig into that. It's there's, you know, we got two and a half months. We'll do a Wednesday show every week. And I'm guessing a handful of those will be strictly digging into who are these young men who will be joining our league this year? I love it. And where do you think they'll be drafted? Um, and then kind of one last thing, too, hearkening back to Drew talking about the awards. The awards season starts today, guys. You in the chat, who hasn't commented at all, you're behind the game. Because <laughs> commenter of the year, comment of the year are both up for grabs. You have 50 weeks left. That's right. There's a lot of shows. There's a lot of halftime shows. There's a lot of preview shows. You'll have your chances, but you are behind the ball already because we are coming to a close already on episode one of the eligible season. We're going to be taking notes after every podcast. Once we get to the season, we'll be doing a better job of keeping track. Like, hey, is this a game of the year rewatch? Was this the best shower fart game of the week? Um, we'll have the awards, the awards show. I'm yeah. already pumped for it for next year. It's gonna, yeah. it's gonna take about three levels. So I love it. Think about that. I'm gonna also watch a lot of NBA. <laughs> I'm way into it right now. Did you see? Uh, My squad won yesterday. Excuse me. Did you see uh, Wembyama? He's on pace for a quadruple double. Uh, he's uh, through seven minutes, uh, 14 points, two assists, two rebounds, two blocks. Uh, he might get there tonight, man. Somebody, somebody. Uh, Made a good case for him, uh, rookie of the year when it was evenish with Chet. Sure. Like, hey, his minutes restriction is probably going to get lifted here soon. You should probably bet all your money on this. And I, I took <laughs> their advice. Now, yeah, so. I took their advice and put a little on it, but I regret not having the balls to go all in. And I, I should find that tweak. Is kudos to that fucking guy. Like they were. Oh, he hasn't won anything yet, but it Jesus. wasn't. It wasn't me. <laughs> that 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 sounds almost verbatim as something we said maybe in like um late December. Maybe. Maybe it was <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, it was like evenish. They were both about yeah, right around I, even. I uh, I got I, I got think that's the I think the the biggest bets I got on Wemby were plus one thirty. And it feels yeah. it feels fake right now because he's minus a million. Um Very and rightfully so. All right. Uh Let's wrap up here. Good show. Good season. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Any feedback, always welcome. Uh, whatever we can do to keep making the entertainment part of this better, we would love to. Well, we're going to continue to make our handicapping part better. That's the whole goal of this. So I think um, I'm, I'm excited to do some interviews in the offseason. I'm excited sure. to process. Like the, the blood got pumping when we started talking process stuff. Yeah. I didn't even know that was the direction we were going today. So I was yeah. pumped about that. I think we'll do more of that. Um, yeah. in the offseason to help you help you get better at your week yeah. process. Who uh who'd you bet for Genesis? JT. Okay. Wyndham Clark. Okay. 
Uh, Noonan talked me into a little bit of Sal. Now I got to check Ooh. my landing. Ooh. <laughs> it was right. like 75 to 1. Um, so he's like, he's he's making this case in the show for Sal, like, man, like 50, 60 to 1, uh, open Chris, and it's like 74, 30 or whatever. So what about like 70 to 1? Could we do that? Um, oh, Luda. Yeah, Oberg. Is this the first sub season? Is this the first episode of the new season or the season finale? Uh, I think the awards, yeah. the awards are the season finale because that was better yeah, than the super. That was the season finale. That was the season finale for sure. Um, all right, man. Well done. Uh, we'll catch you. Uh, we're, we'll still do these weekly. Are you going to be your you're back from vacation next week? Yeah, I'll be back uh, Sunday night. All right, we'll talk. It's about nice to not have about. to worry about like. Flying, I gotta fly back early on Sunday sure. so I can watch games. Sure, 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 sure. So this is the bridge episode. The official off season first episode is next Wednesday. We will talk to you. This then. is this is week zero. This is week zero. Guys. Yeah. Wait, 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 Appreciate wait, wait. it. Hit the thumbs up. Um, I do need to mention because I screwed this up, and this is supposed to be a mid roll read, and I'm just gonna tell Connor it was that this week we are sponsored by our friends over at DraftKings. Really? Yes, they have a new product that? which I'm I'm working on finding right now. But yeah, they they do have a new product, and this is a it's a fun one because I think it's like uh, it, they've gotten into the pick'em game, like a lot of okay. these other uh, companies have been. So I think this okay. is one that's available in like fucking every state. Okay. So they do have a new user offer. I think you get a hundred dollar um, like stress free play. Where if you make your first bet on, I don't think you're even supposed to say bet because it's a pick 'em game. You know, you make your first wager entry, what have you, for a hundred dollars. If play you your lose, first you contest, your yeah, you play your first contest. You get your hundred dollars back. It is peer to peer. You know, it's similar to some of those where more plays, you have yeah. potentials for higher payouts. Play your first game of skill. Yeah, it is a game of skill. So it's a pick 'em style platform. You choose players to have more or less. In certain statistical categories like passing, rushing, things like that. Um, oh, it, it's only available in 21 states. Look at me making a making just a mockery of the 50 states at this point. So, well, I'll, I'll take a look at it. I'll understand a little more about the product once we get into it. Do I have to read the phone numbers like they did on Vsin? That's so yeah. rough when they have to. I have a couple read, of those like, pre-recorded. I think the fact that they live in that, that it's in Las Vegas, they have to read. All yeah. the phone numbers. I don't know, man. Just be responsible. One eight hundred gambler. If you have a problem, if you play in one. You if you play in Iowa, one eight hundred bets off. If you play in Nebraska, one eight eight eight. Hot, hot, hot. Something I can't remember what. Hot, that hot, hot. Why would it be hot? <laughs> I don't if remember. you, if you, yeah, if you seriously, if you think you have a gambling problem, you can DM me. Sure, and I will give you. I'll give you a couple winners to get oh, you yeah. out of that funk. <laughs> I'm kidding. I will help you find the resources. Play responsibly this offseason. You you, yes, you please clowns. be responsible. Really, just if you did it, that's the good disclaimer risk, that you yeah. usually put out there is this time of year is hey, did you have a good NFL season? Yes. Don't think you suddenly are caught up in the NBA if you haven't been following yes. it and don't guess it all what? Way guess what basketball. market is hard to beat? The NBA after the All-Star break. Guess what, guess what market is hard to beat? College basketball in February. Yeah. Guess what market is hard to beat? Uh, baseball all year, golf all year. <laughs> like you're not gonna roll into uh, uh, you know some uh, plus EV bets. I can pretty much promise you. So that said, we're not the police. We're, we're not your parents. We're not, we're not the police. Have fun. Uh, just don't lose all your money. 
yeah, don't 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 gamble what you can't lose. That's the yeah. biggest part. See you guys. That's off. They'll help you. I've been told.